The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Genesis Invitational and what an event it was. Joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. Coach, have you caught your breath yet? Oh, man, it's been so busy. I I feel like this entire week has lasted a month. We've had so many plays, so many wins. It's been a great week. I can't wait to chop it up. And Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, we, we were almost exactly right we talked about the path for tony finau last night it looked good it looked great and it ended up being terrible but uh not 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 bad we'll talk about how it went down you know i was uh only lukewarm on on last night on your on your path to 270 i was (laughs) i was somewhat i was like yeah you're right i I understood your point and i agreed and he's been playing great i wasn't all i i thought this was kind of a d this is screaming dj to me so um but i am disappointed that I was wrong. I wanted, I, or I'm disappointed that it happened this way. It happened again. Tony's he's doing everything right. He's doing everything yeah. that I personally have been asking. And all of a sudden it just, it, it stops it. I don't know how to explain it. I'm, I'm beside myself. Um, I wish Rick, I wish you were right. Kyle Porter was in the chat. He was right on it too. I wish you were both right. Probably not as much as you do though. Uh, probably not. We are expecting, uh, Kyle at some point here. So we'll bring him in when we do. And also the way we normally do this is we go player by player. I'm going to go rogue. Producer Jacob doesn't do this. We're going to go chronologically because I feel like that's kind of the best way to discuss this instead of trying to talk about Homa then Finau and all that good stuff. So, um, let's talk about Sam Burns first because Sam Burns had to finish his final round, uh, his, I'm sorry, his third round on Sunday morning coach. And then he went out and Mm -hmm. he is playing well. He's got this thing completely under control until he gets to number 12. That's when the wheels fall off. And to me, he was kind of, you know, he was walking the line kind of Mm -hmm. all week long, right? He he was on the right side of it. He had a couple of great ups and downs to keep himself in this thing. But before we know it, he's going to end up finishing solo third one shot out of this playoff. This really had almost like a U.S. Open feel to it over the course of the weekend. Nobody... It felt like it was going deep, and then all of a sudden, Fina posted 64. But for Sam Burns, I tweeted out, I don't know, two hours ago, when he had like a two-shot lead, I said, you couldn't have done this three weeks ago when I had you and I wanted <laughs> done, and I, I had you pick to win. But I'll be honest with you, I never really felt, and this, this is some place that Sam Burns has to get to. I never felt, and I didn't know if it was going to be Finau, if it was going to be Homa, if it was going to be DJ. I didn't know who it was going to be. But I never felt like Sam Burns was going to win this golf tournament. Because he has shown, really here in 2021, he's got the game, but there's always that one round where he can't put it all together. And when you put on an iconic course like this that was playing so difficult for most, 
I really felt like a top five was all he was going to get out of it anyway. At one point, he had, what, a five-shot lead? He couldn't hold on to that. He regressed. Yeah. He had it out to, what, 13 under at one point. Um, he, he has to figure out how to play in. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're playing in a tournament with all these uh, big names that are chasing you. You know, Tiger Woods is waiting at the clubhouse to give you a, a check and give you the, 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 the trophy. We saw what that did to Max Homa. That, yeah. that matters to these guys. So Sam Burns has some work to do, but his game is certainly, is certainly right there. It would be fun if Tiger had to write a check out of his own checkbook and hand it to the guy. Like <laughs> here's here's like your 1.6 or whatever it ends up being. Um, yeah, this is this is really interesting, Greg, because obviously we are. I mean, we're Sam Burns believers, right? We've been talking about the ceiling kind of all season long, and there were so many moments for Sam Burns. The one that I think we're all going to talk about is is what he did at 12, where he yanks his ball left. Uh, to this moment, I'm positive that ball was OB. I don't know how they found it. I don't know who the spotter was. I don't know who kicked it back out into play. That ball was gone. Uh, he ends up making bogey anyway because ball don't lie. And then that is kind of the end of it. He makes bogey on 14, 15, and it's all she wrote for Sam, Sam Burns. So uh, he so that was on 12. That was the hardest hole on the course for the day, right? Just just put this in perspective. This is why we talked about last night, Rick, how it's not necessarily a double bogey kind of golf course. It's a um, and, and you you said three bogeys in a row, right? It, this mm-hmm. is death by a thousand cuts. And you see mm-hmm. uh, 12, the hardest hole on, on the course for the day. He makes bogey there. Then 14. Tied third hardest hole on the day makes bogey there and 15, the second hardest hole on the day and he makes bogey there. So it just kind of leaks away and it, it's so easy to do. I almost give these guys a a pass um, for Sam, like coach was saying, he's got to figure out how to close. I give a little bit of a pass because of the difficulty of the golf course. I think you can take this if you're Sam and say, Mm -hmm. wow, that was a tough stretch and I wasn't prepared for it. It doesn't mean I'm broken. It doesn't mean I'm I'm less than emotionally. It doesn't mean I'm in a Tony Finau camp where I'm snake bitten from the lead. It just means that my game needs to get to that next level where I get up and down on 12. When I get that break on 12, the greats, if that were Tiger Woods, that's happened to Tiger before, but he capitalizes there. He gets that up and down and makes four. Um, I mean, just sometimes he would even make three from there. Who knows? <laughs> and, and those are the kind of moments where you you can turn the tide with a good break. He didn't do that today, um, but I still think a great performance out of him. And the way he started with DJ looking down his throat has got to be an extremely positive sign. You're, you're staring Dustin Johnson down eye to eye in the final yeah. group, and you're you you're waxing him through nine holes and, and, you know, three tough holes get you and somebody else from, uh, from the pack comes up and, and passes you. Uh, it's, it's certainly something I, I want to see if this is kind of that confidence moment for him, if he can take something out of this, if he can parlay this into a couple of more great finishes. I and mean, he's had a good start to 2021 already. We'll see how it goes the rest of the way. We're going to jump into Max Homa, Tony Finau, and the unbelievable stretch of golf uh, that we had this week. But first, I have to tell you about Paramount Plus. You've probably seen the journey to Mount Paramount spots featuring beefy Bryson himself. And that is because Paramount Plus is live sports. It's breaking news and a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. Stream iconic movies like The Godfather, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible, and new episodes of critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, 
It's where you can dive into live sports from us, CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, the Masters, I've heard of that, and Champions League Soccer, plus stream hits from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, and Comedy Central. It's live sports. It's breaking news. It's a mountain of entertainment. Paramount Plus streaming March 4th. Whew. Take a breath, gentlemen. Here we go. <laughs> Max Homa and Tony Finau end up in a playoff. And I want to st- talk about uh, kind of the playoffs. There it is. Their path to the playoff. Max Homa goes out in 32 coach. He's three under par. He would play his entirety of Sunday, even going back to his restart bogey free, which is unbelievably impressive. And it's Tony Finau who goes out in four under. And I'm thinking, oh boy, we got something cooking here. These two guys have a trajectory that if Sam Burns comes back to the field, they're going to be lurking. I'm trying to remember the last time that we saw a stretch of golf like this, guys, that multiple players every week maintain their form. You know what I mean? Max Homa, this is three or four uh, tournaments in a row that he's been right at the top, but he hasn't been able to finish until today. And then Tony Fina, what is it, three straight uh, runner-up finishes that he hasn't been able to, including Saudi Arabia. So for, for Max Homa, I, I believe in moments. I believe in things happening for a reason. And I love when a player shows me that it matters and it mattered so much to him when he was done and the ebbs and the flows but during the round until we got to the end both of these guys were hitting darts making putts doing everything they had to do to win the golf tournament and then you get to 18 and Finau goes left but is able to get it up and down and that opened the door for Max Homa to hit the wedge of his life and then you have Faldo say it's going to be on the right side. He goes left and it lips out. And you really felt like at that po- point, maybe this was going to be Tony Finau's time. I don't know what it is with Tony Finau, but he can't seem to walk through the door. But for Max Homa, for it to mean so much, the reason I do this show with you guys, the reason I love golf, the reason I played basketball in college, sports means everything to me. It's my life. And I loved that he was crying on the last green. I loved that he was scared to talk to Tiger Woods. I loved that this tournament is the tournament that got him into wanting to play golf. It means a lot. I want more of this out of the players. And now he's 10th in the FedEx Cup standings. Now I think he can tell himself, look himself in the mirror and say, listen, I'm not a one-trick pony. Quail Hollow wasn't an aberration. I can play with the big boys. I can play on these harder golf courses. And I think we're going to start to see Max Homa be a legit world-class player because of this win. I certainly hope so. He is uh, popular, and now he's got the game to back it up, which is always a lot of fun. Greg, I'm looking at these scorecards. There are so many shots from these guys. You know, Tony Finau makes bogey on 15, and I'm thinking this this might be it. I I don't know if he's got enough holes left. Makes a birdie on 16. That's the par three. Hits one, gets up and down at 17 for birdie. Then... Max Homa answers it. He's greenside, greenside bunker on 17, hits a great shot out of that bunker, rolls in the, what, seven, eight footer, whatever that was, seven footer, six feet, nine inches. I mean, these guys are going toe to toe down the stretch. I'm losing my mind over here. It was, uh, it, it was so cool. The shots on 16 that both those guys hit were awesome. But for me, watching Finau make that putt on 16, I said, this is this is real. I, I, I never let this happen, but I said, this is, he's going to, 
He's going to do it. This is the time. This is that was the moment. And Rick, we talked about this earlier in the week. I think it was on Monday where we talked about how in this tournament, uh, putting is really important. And it always comes down to the moment when when putting is the most important thing. It doesn't mean the best putter is going to win. It means the guy who puts the best down the stretch is going. And Adam Scott did the same thing last year. He gets to 17 and there's a putt for birdie from about 10 feet. And, and you knew if he made it, he was going to win. And if he missed, mm. he was probably going to lose and he made it. And, and Adam Scott, not the greatest putter in the world. Um, although this week he may have, at least on Thursday may say on otherwise that he was. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the rest, Tony, the rest of the week. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need that. I, I forgot about that already. Tony Finau had that moment on 16. He hits the shot. That's nothing new. He does that. He hits those shots all the time. Now he has the putt and, and it's a uh, putt from just inside of 10 feet. It's nine feet with a lot of break to it. This is a highly skilled putt that requires perfect pace and pressure. Uh, it, it tests your pace. If you can control your pace under pressure, you can control your pace anywhere. And and he did it perfectly. It's the hardest thing to do in the game. It's why putting is so volatile because you have to have that perfect, um, that perfect speed control. And he did. And I thought this is it. He's going to seal the deal. Uh, but the up and down that Max Holman made on 17 was just, it was so good. It was, it was really, it was so good. And I, the one thing I wish from Tony is that on 18, he gave himself a look at birdie. Yep. And mm. I know that, look, he shot 64. He did everything right. But you gotta, this is what coaches said, walk through the door, right? Give yourself a putt and an opportunity to say, uh, to go Vince Carter, right? Say it's over. He, he mm-hmm. didn't do that. He just, you leave a crack. You leave the door open a crack on the PGA Tour and somebody walks through. It happens every time. So a uh, big step forward for Tony today, but it leaves me disappointed yet again. So that that was the worst shot he hit on Sunday. He was 20 yards short uh, of, of his probably target with wedge in hand out of 18 fairway. It's it's a big miss by pro standards. It's a huge miss by pro standards. Right. It's the opposite of what Max Homa did and what you described, Coach, which is knock it to three and a half feet. Now, we know he misses the putt. That's that's what forces the playoff here. I'm trying to think about his, his, his mental state at that point, right? I mean, the guy power lips out uh, a, a putt that he should make for his second victory, his his validation victory on the PGA Tour, and at his what you know what he's, he had, he described as his masters, you know this yeah. event, I, I could not even wrap my head around how he was going to walk to ten T and try to compete with one of the game's best. Well, you give credit to his cat. What's his caddy's name? I always forget his name. Uh, I don't know. But but he's he's one with him, and then he was on another bag for a win as well when Max was hurt, and I remember. Uh, him talking through everything. And I know that after he lit that out, he had his hand around Max Holmes there walking and basically saying, hey, let's forget about that. You still have a chance to win, as any athlete will tell you. And I remember a lot of games that I would miss the last shot and we'd go in overtime and our coach would say, listen, you got to forget these last 40 minutes. We still have a chance to win the game. And that's the hardest thing to do when you give yourself a chance and then you lip out from that close. It's not like he lipped out an 18-footer. That was a three and a half footer. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was one of the most remarkable shots I've ever seen, ever, was after his drive on 10 got yep. right up against that tree. And it looked like initially he was absolutely stymied. And then he had to hood the wedge just to hit the ball and get it to aim towards the green. 
I thought that was the best shot, even though they still pushed that hole and they had to go to a second playoff hole. Without that shot, Finau wins. Finau wins. So for him to get in that mental state like you talked about, then hit that shot on 10, not walk up to his ball and go, damn, how come that happened to me? Instead, he said, how can I pull this off? And that's what the really great competitors do. Not why did it happen to me? How do I pull it off? And that's what he did. And I think that's ultimately why he was able to win. And Tony had a chance on 10 to win. He did. He had so Gotta many make birdie to there. win. You have to. You have to. From, from the fairway, 15 yards in front of the green, you got to get up and down. It was the perfect tee shot. He hit it to the perfect mm-hmm. spot, right? And yeah. you just, you have to take advantage of that. It has to be, you have to knock it stiff. Because for Max yep. Holm, if you're if you're Fino and this is a match play situation now, and you look at him, he hits it right. behind a tree. Here but he's green side. Yeah, there, there, it's right there. He's green side. He's not, just because he hit it behind a tree doesn't mean he's going to make bogey. He's going to mm-hmm. make, he, he can chip that out. Even if he executes it um, no, nowhere near as well and doesn't get it on the green and gets it into the fairway, short of the green, hits it backwards. He can hit it backwards 30 yards and have a relatively easy up and down. So your mindset, if you're Fino, has to be, I need birdie. Three. Birdie right. will win. That's and right. his mindset seemed to be, oh, I just got the break I needed. Uh, mm. Par is going to get the job done. And and you can't think that way on on tour. But he, but okay. So I, I agree with you, Greg. But but that seems like a silly thing. So we're looking at Bruce Jacob has the has the the shot pulled up right here. This ball, I I, I want to ask you two questions, Greg. Yeah, I know the answer to one. How hard? I mean, this is unbelievable what he was able to do, right? To kind of turn the club over, get it to hang on to the front of the green, and at least at least give himself a look at birdie. To to mere more mortals like myself it is impossible. And and I also agree with your assessment about. When when Tony Finau saw this position that that Max Homa was in, he's probably playing for par. But he went after Homa. He knew what he had to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it it was really awkward. It's almost like he didn't change his game plan after he saw Homa was going to have what twelve feet for birdie. Right. It, well, it it's almost like it does it rattle him is the question. Mm-hmm. First of all, for that shot, I think it's a doable shot if you understand how. Uh, the club face works, right? You close the club face Uh-oh, before you even my, get that's in That's my problem. <laughs> now, you know, look. <laughs> I don't understand how the club face works. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I saw your swing. We got it. We got to talk, gotta talk about, about it. Face there. <laughs> that's for another show. Maybe we have an emergency pod next time you go to pop off. <laughs> but uh, so a lot of that's preset, honestly. You you close the face before you even get there. And it, it in a way, look, it's great to get it on the green. There's still great touch. I'm not taking away from the shot at all, but it, it it's, he's not completely stymied where there's nothing. He can get it to the front portion of the green somewhere and make four. Four is very good from there, but having the birdie putt was what made it great. So, yes, great shot. Making four, I think, was very doable from that spot for a PGA Tour player. So, for Finau, the, it's it's not that you somebody hits a great shot against you in match play. You have to expect it. Right? You always expect your opponent to make it. When you're sitting... 12 feet away, your opponent's 50 feet away, you're both putting for birdie, your mindset has to be, I, I need to make this to win the hole because he's going, or to tie the hole, he's going to. So if it goes in, you're not surprised. Homa gets it on the green. Finau's, I don't know if he's surprised. He doesn't look surprised, but you can't be surprised there because your mindset shouldn't ever change. I'm going to have to make this putt to either continue or to win, and I'm going to end it right now. If he gives me the opportunity to end it, uh, this is going in no matter my putt's going in. I'm making it. Or my pitch shot is going to I'm going to knock this stiff and put the pressure on him. 
So that's kind of where I feel like it wasn't aggressive of a mindset enough where he didn't seal the deal in the opportunity when he could have. And and that's mm-hmm. the disappointing spot there. It, he's so close, right? He, he lasts for 17 holes for 17 holes. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. Shoot 64. And on the 18th hole in regulation, he comes up 20 yards short with an opportunity to seal the deal. And in the playoff uh, on, on a 280 yard hole, He's unable to make birdie to seal the deal. And this is not easy to do. I'm not saying it's easy, but in order to win, you have to do it. And it's not easy to win, but, but you need to do, you need to go above and be, it's like getting a tip at a restaurant. You don't get a tip for working at the rest. You get a tip for extraordinary service. So to earn that tip, you got to get, do something above and beyond. And we're not getting the above and beyond all the way through. He's not finishing the job all the way for, for Tony Fino. Tip your they, tip your bartender. They tip your bartender. They both make par at ten and head over to fourteen, where Tony Finau yanks it left, dunks it in the bunker, can't get up and down, and Max Homa makes par. Uh, before we bring Kyle Porter in, who I uh, cannot wait to do so, uh, Coach, I want to get your thoughts on this because I like the match play angle that we are going down here, which is like. You also can't make bogey when you're in kind of a match play setting and let a guy mm. beat you with a par, right? You got it. You got to at least make him beat you with a par. Well, I, I think I want to give credit to Homa in this situation because after a female went in the bunker, it would have been very easy for him just to hit it to the center of the green and play for a par. He didn't do that. He hit it to the left of the flag in between the bunker and the flag. That was a gutsy, uh, gutsy shot, I felt. But again, for Finau, I'm trying to figure out, and my heart just bled for him when he's standing on that green afterwards and talking to Dottie Pepper, and he's like, I'm sure I'm, I'm not even registering right now. I felt like his head was in a daze. I feel like at this point, he's come so close so many times that he can't figure out why he's not doing it. And then for it to end this way, for everything that we've talked about to happen, and for Max Homa to hit the shot that he needed to hit, I felt like the right guy won today. But for Tony Finau, how do you hit it in that bunker? you got to play for a par, play to the middle of the green, and then if you tug it a little bit, that's fine. But he tugged it straight off the tee, and that was just a bad shot, and it cost him the golf tournament. Max Homa is going to move into the top 50 in the world. He is going to qualify for next week's WGC Workday Championship. Kyle Porter is joining us. KP, say hello to the audience so they know your voice, please. What's up? Say a little bit more. Say, yeah, that's better. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) is it really you? (laughs) There are many things that I want to talk about. There are many things I want to get your thoughts on. We've covered the Sunday, we've covered the final rounds, we've covered the playoff. Now we are into the portion of this show where we talk about what this means moving forward. Kind of chatted a bit about Max Homas. Let's do Tony Finau. Uh, I agree with Coach. Tony Finau is going to say the right thing. It's almost like he's he is so programmed to know exactly what to say when he finishes second. I'm dying for the interview, KP, when he gets to give us the real emotion, not like I'm just so happy to be here or whatever. Like it, it was almost just like pull a string and, and let's listen to it on repeat. Yeah. It kind of felt, I, I go back and forth on this cause you don't want, I don't know. We always criticize guys for like popping off and being, you know, morons or whatever, but you, you, you want like, you want a little fire, I think. And it just feels like, Oh, I just, you know, lost again. It's like, Oh my, like I, 
I, f- I, f- I feel like I'm feeling more emotion than you are. And yes, maybe that's, yes. I, I don't know. May- maybe that's a good thing. Like hey, you shouldn't be all over the place as a golfer, obviously, but I, I there's just, I don't know, like whatever the connection, there, there's a connection between kind of the way he talks after losing and the way he plays on Sundays normally. And look, like I said, this on HQ, there's nothing negative to say about a uh, 64 on Sunday. This is what, you know, we were texting about this. Greg was like, this is the, this is the variance that you want on a Sunday where you, yeah, maybe you bring 75 into play because you're going for everything, but you bring 64 into play as well. And this is, that's like what I've been getting at a little bit and that he lost. I don't know th- this one. I, I don't categorize this one. Like the rest of them, the, the, no. the putt on 10 was kind of weak. Like I, that's where you got to take advantage. Like that, that whole mm-hmm. sequence of just get, trying to get up and down was it just, just show me something. Just go get it. You know, I, I don't know. It's easy for me to sit here in my stupid content shed and say it, but I don't know. There's just something missing there. Yeah. That's the, I, I cut real quick, Rick. This yeah. is the same. I categorize this exactly the same as all the rest of them. This is really? just like we, yes, no. this is what we talk about with Xander Shoffley, right? <laughs> Xander, Xander wins the shadow leaderboard, but you can't count that because he's not near. <laughs> if he's allergic to the lead, well, he doesn't know that he's in the lead. He's not counting that. So it it, uh, it plays into the point. We talked about yeah, that a couple yeah, weeks that's ago. A, that's a, this is that's the same thing. He yeah. plays great when he's not near the lead. All of a sudden, towards the end, when he is near, has a real chance of winning, he really has that chance. And on 18, all he has to do is make birdie and seal the deal. It's over if he makes birdie there. At, at yeah, least how many birdies thinking. were there on 18? Okay. That, I, that's I know, but you have thing. to give yourself a putt, right? You, he, yeah. you missed, he missed his target by uh it was a, by 20, it was a 20 really bad shot it was, it was, by, it was, it's it was bad. by far the worst shot he hit Here, here's here's the thing so i i tony should have done better at on probably one or two shots the approach into 18 coach the putt on 10 in the playoff but i do think they are different because tony finau was t5 before round four started he made eight birdies and shot a 64 what else are we supposed to ask him to do this was not a sunday failure in my mind well, I understand. It, I, it, oh, it, sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it, you, 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 you have to give yourself a chance. You have to give yourself a chance to make a putt on 18. And I believe that that's what he was trying to do. That's why he yanked it left. I think he was trying to go for it because he probably felt in his mind that somebody's going to catch me from behind, either Homa or Burns, and that's why he missed it uh, to the left. But just like both of these gentlemen have said, at some point, you've got to take care of your business when it's given to you, when it's given to you. And it was given to him on 10. And at some yeah. point, and I, and I, I want to get everybody's take on this, he, he's going to win over half a million dollars for the third straight day. At some point, stacking cash isn't enough. He, he's rich. We know that. But he's got to go home by himself and look in the mirror. And at some point, if it were me, I would break down. To be, what do I have to do? Because in my chosen profession, I'm one of the greatest in the world. But yet people are looking at me not as a winner, but as a guy who just makes money. And in the world of golf, we know nobody wants to be looked at like that. They want to be looked at as a champion. And he's playing championship golf. He played championship golf today. 64 on Riviera. Very few ever do that. But he didn't get it done. So right now the narrative that we're talking about is that he can't get the job done when he took a part one of the hardest golf courses in the world that other people couldn't even sniff par on. And that's unfortunate. Somebody tweeted this. I can't, I forgot who, but they said the worst thing that happened to Finau was, was Homa missing the putt on 18 because it, 
it brought mm-hmm. into it brought ten it brought the 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 four on ten. It's a great that coach point. is talking about that I was talking about earlier into play. So if he just goes out, she's sixty four. It's like you whatever, got you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact yeah. that it that that Homa's against the tree on ten, <laughs> yeah, yep. and and you can, and you and you don't get up and down from there. I I just I it's not like I I feel like I watched ten all week and guys are getting up and down from from everywhere and he's not in a hard spot. Like he was, not, right. it, it was right there in front of him, and the the up and down attempt was just so weak. It was so weak, and it was easiest, I don't know easiest pin of the week, easiest pin yeah. of the week too. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, that's why this is exactly why I put it in the same category because yeah. we know like the sixty four on the really hard golf course is it speaks to the talent that he has, which we know he has, and the reason why Rick and Kyle were so high on him going into today was well he's gonna get he's going to sneak up on this post and not even realize he'll never have a chance to realize he's near the lead so <laughs> it'll take his, for that <laughs> it'll take his weakness out of it this is like xander winning the shadow leaderboard you don't you think you're losing and you end up winning right you don't even know so it, it takes that moment away but all of a sudden when the moment is real and it's there it goes the other way and it's no different than him shooting 68 when he's tied for the lead going into the final day and somebody else shoots 64 and he and he just kind of is a little bit slower and and is too consistent, too steady, right? That it's the same it's the same thing because it's all about how you handle the moment that's in front of you. And when he gets there on eighteen, on ten, on sixteen, both of those being playoff holes, all he falters. And the game goes from a guy who shoots sixty four to a guy that on Thursday would have missed the cut. So it, it was uh, it, it was dis- it's disappointing to me. It's still disappointing. I think it's so. It's so weird that somebody who's like the ninth best guy in the world at his job, we're like, yeah, he's, you know, he's a little, yeah. can't, can't get yeah. it done. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I know the world golf rankings aren't everything, but it's just such yeah. like golf is so weird in that sense. I don't know that that's true. And I'm sure it's true in some other professions. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if, if I'm the ninth best accountant in the world, people are like, this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> see, him, see him do my taxes yeah. state know? and federal he can do it all this guy's but, got it under but, control but fina with fina we're like ah you know not a winner and it's like i get it i i trust me i i get the whole deal but <laughs> coach said it 64 riv on sunday in that field uh, i don't know and I, but i i agree i agree with what greg is saying also like i don't disagree with you greg i, I think what yeah. you're saying is a really really good point it's just such a conundrum i don't i don't know what to I, do with i, I know I, it I, is it is all right so coach how, how do you how do you reconcile this a guy who shoots a 64 on sunday where if he just shoots a 69 we're not even talking about him at all yeah. shoots a 64 to get himself in this position but then has the moment that we've seen before like it's it's it is hard to reconcile it's hard to reconcile and i think tony Finau, when it's all said and done is going to look back on his career and i think all of us who, whether you have a family or not, the thing is a father and a husband. You want to take care of your family as best you can. And he's doing that better than, than 99% of the world. But at some point, you want to have that pride. And you got to say to yourself, what, what am I not doing? He, he needs to sit down with his coach and say, what am I not doing? Am I not showing enough fire? Because I love players that show me something. I love players that give me a little fist pump on 17 when you hit that birdie to take a one-shot lead. Show me that it matters to you. 
Maybe he needs to do that more. Maybe he needs to tell himself before the round, this is my day. This is going to be – nobody's beating me because he's just so too cool for school all the time, and he's standing there after just losing again, and he's like, eh, I can take a lot of positives from it. I would have rather him say, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I should have won. I had the chance. I didn't deliver. I'm disappointed in myself. But he didn't do that. He said, I just shot a 64. And I think I think that's what I want to change. Last, last thing about Charmin. Oh, boy. He does seem uh, – he seems a little detached from, like, the – like, what just happened. And yes. <sighs> Maybe, maybe that that might be a defense mechanism. Like that might be him, like just throwing up a defense mechanism of like I don't want to mentally engage with like what's going on right now. And I, I do that all the time in my life. So I, I'm I'm sure that that's probably <laughs> what was so funny, Craig. <laughs> I think we I think we all do all the time. All the time in my life, <laughs> comparing myself to Tony Fino. Yeah. <laughs> Same what is it, what, like the, when there's too many dishes in the sink, you just go go back, go into the living room, and yeah, head to the yeah. Like when, when one of the two, three of the kids, however many, are just acting a fool, like just, <laughs> just yeah, walk away. So, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I, it, there is some sort of detach. And I'm curious to see if and wait, like if he had won today. This is the part that I'm curious about, and and I don't know. Does he break down? Does he does he do the same thing that Homa did? Or is he just is he still detached even if he wins? I, I don't no. I don't know. I, and I don't know what, what the answer to that is. Number two is he, he doesn't break down. I don't think he has it in him. I, I've said this about LeBron James his entire career. That's why people don't consider him the greatest because he doesn't have a killer instinct, even though he's great and his numbers are great. I don't think Tony Fino has the killer instinct, and I think it's that simple. To, to, to walk through the door and step on somebody's neck and keep the foot there. So um, la- last thing on this, we'll move on. We got to talk about Tiger a little bit here. So so I, I kind of, I like this mindset coach, which is like, okay, he either has it or he doesn't. Can we add this? Can we do that? That's that's the thing I want to mine into a little bit here, Greg, because like, you know, people say John Rahm is too emotional, but if we remove that emotion, is he John Rahm? If we add mm-hmm. the quote unquote killer instinct or maybe this non-calm, cool and collective version of Tony Finau, is he still Tony Finau? Like, like it's, it's, it's not as easy as just like taking this, adding it to that, subtracting this and go on your way. It's like, right. it's like Fowler. It's like Ricky Fowler. Yes. Very, very similar. Very similar. And you're right. It's a, it, it's a, there's a balance here, right? Cause some of it, there are moments where it really works for him and all of a sudden it becomes a great asset that he stays so calm and cool. Um, and then on the other side, there's a time where you wish he had a little bit more and not everybody's going to be perfect. Right. And, and with Rom, most of the time that emotion's really, really beneficial and positive, but when he's in a, a bunker on the 11th hole at TPC Sawgrass, all of a sudden it's not so beneficial. So you're, you're right, Rick. And it's a really fine line and, but you want to always be improving. And the thing I wonder with Tony is what is he doing to get over this hump. I know that they were talking about some short game, working on the short game a little bit extra, trying to get that one extra up and down. But what are they doing in the mental approach to try to take the next step? Because Webb Simpson went through the same thing. Webb Simpson talked at length um, with Butch Harmon about this, and he talked with us about this um, right after he beat him at, at the Waste Management Phoenix Open in a playoff because his record in a playoffs was terrible. He was like 0-5. And he had to be more aggressive right from the start. He felt like when he got into playoffs, he had already, he was either going to be first or second. So it was like an exhale. And he learned to be more aggressive. He went out and the next time he was in a playoff, made birdie on the first hole and won. 
And mm. it, there's just something about it. Maybe it is the killer instinct, coach. I don't, I don't know. It's something you got to go take it. And it's never going to just come to you. It, it's not going to happen. So uh, I don't know. It's like, you feel like if he was in Sam Burns shoes going into the day, the same thing would have happened. He would have lost in a playoff. <laughs> that, that's the, the disappointing thing to me. Let me jump what? in real quick. Cause my, my daughter has a killer instinct and I have a date with her tonight. She's 12. Mm, and so I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, yeah. So I have to go and I'm going to take her out, but I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I know, I know you guys are cool with that. So we'll see you on yeah. Tuesday. All right. Enjoy coach. That's the See coach. You, coach. Enjoy. Follow him on Twitter at the coach rules. KP, um, you know, we, we got to get to a break here, but I think we, we have to do a little bit more justice for our champion, Max Homa. He called this event uh, his masters, right? This is the event that he's always wanted to win. He now uh, forces Tiger Woods to say hi to him, which I thought was like a great little, a great little comment in the post. And, and anytime you can get a grown man uh, crying on a putting green, I'm, I'm all in for that. <laughs> uh real quick web might be a killer craig that that might just be your uh, yeah. answer there well my point is he had to learn i think he had to learn yeah. I, I don't think yeah. it's it's you're necessarily born with it but it's a fascinating question for sure uh i want to do this real quick on homa i thought that so he 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 said in his post-round interview he starts crying he said i can't like i didn't see this coming <laughs> i'm like well everybody <laughs> else did because like this is like, I saw that coming. Like if you would have said, is Max Homa going to cry if he wins? I'd have been like, yes, uh, <laughs> like a hundred percent. He's going to cry because this is so meaningful in the macro. And you guys probably talked about this, but I wanted to just say it real quick. It's like, not all like DJ winning in Saudi Arabia and Max winning Riviera is very different. Like, not all of these events are created equal and we do this thing and it it's justified for the most part where we make the major championships way more important than everything else. And that's, there's some truth there, but man, it was cool just to see how meaningful it was to, for him to win an event that made him fall in love with golf and mm. that he went to with his family growing up and to do it the way that he did, where his wife's calling him between the, 18th hole in the playoffs saying, Hey, you need to forgive quickly. And you're like, this is like, this is, he, I mean, like we kind of joke that he's like the people's, the people's champ, but he kind of, I mean, there's like a reason for that. It's not just cause he like roasts people's swings on Twitter. Like he, he just, he cares at a level that I don't know that most pros get to. And he cares about a place like Riviera at a level that I don't think anybody gets to at, at most courses other than maybe major championships. So I, I just, I thought that was moving. I thought it was meaningful. And I thought it was a reminder that so much of this stuff outside of the majors really, you know, can, can mean a lot. City of champions, Dodgers, Lakers, and Max Homa. That's that great. What he said. That is absolutely awesome, guys. We got a Tiger sighting on Sunday. We've got to talk a little bit about this new, old, moved, weird WGC event that we have next week. And we've got to give our odds and ends, our one and done update. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Tiger Woods was in the booth, a booth, at Riviera on Sunday. Greg, he looked in the camera and he told us he has one more MRI and he hasn't done much in the way of golf other than lengthening his putter uh, to the length of his sand wedge. We are 46 days away from the Masters. How confident are you that Tiger plays? I thought you were going to ask how confident I was that he was going to win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I guess, ver- I don't know. No, yeah, I- either one, whichever way you want I to guess go. They go. I guess they go hand in hand. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm not overly confident at all. I imagine that he will play in the masters, but what kind of form is he going to be in? Um, it's probably, probably not going to be great. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of the lengthening of the putter. He did that before it didn't yep. work. I like when he's got his for practice. It's one thing, but that's not news. So, and I thought he was hitting balls. I, I read like weeks ago that he was already back to hitting balls. Apparently he's not. So, um, yeah, little concerning. I, I'm not very optimistic. I'm, I'm not optimistic at all for this season. I, I don't think since he's missing this stretch, I don't know when we're going to see, are we going to see him play four times? How many, I mean, how many events is he really going to play this year? I, I think it's probably under eight. Oh, I, I would smash under eight. If you want to lay that line rounds or events (laughs) (laughs) rounds would be a good line. Rounds would probably be a good line if he plays four times. Um, KP this, uh, uh, I'll tell you what I, I watched this interview. Um, I didn't like what I saw. I did not like it. I did not like the words that I heard. Uh, to, to, I think he said, I'm still doing the mundane things that you have to do when you're going through rehab. He does his usual question dodging, and uh, I'll make a joke about lengthening the putter and all that stuff. And he, he plays it closer to the vest than anybody. So maybe he's fooling us, but 46 days is not a lot of time, and I am concerned. The uh, the texts that were going on behind the scenes, not just with us, but with just the broader golf media community were not good. And it's because Tiger was not good. Like, can we just call it what it, he looked terrible? Like, mm-hmm. can I just, is it okay to say that? I think everybody was thinking that he, he has these moments where he's out, he does these, you know, he'll go out and p- public and, and do interviews or whatever. And it's like, yeah, like, should they, should should we be doing this right now? He just, it didn't look good. And I thought, Greg, I love Greg. Greg, the Greg uh, chuckles always, it's only second to the Doug Bell chuckle. That, those are my two favorite chuckles. But you guys are funny. How can I do the most, the most concerning thing was what he said at the end of the interview. I said this on HQ. He said, there's not a lot of wiggle room for me. And the thing that I tied that back to, there's a great article in the New York times. It was right after he won the, 2019 masters i think it was during the pga at at beth page and i'll never forget reading it on the bus to get to to go to beth page one day and it was talking about how i got like people humans that have their spines fused together which is what tiger did 
it, that that that's not it. Like there's other there's more surgeries after that. If especially if you're if you're doing anything, but especially something like like what he's doing. And so this was the first of what is probably going to be multiple uh, procedures. I don't know how intense or in-depth they all are, but I thought that he kind of put words to that thing that I had been thinking about since 2019 at Bethpage, which is there ain't a lot of, there's not a lot of time left because there's not a lot left in like literally in my back. And I think that's the part where you're like, is that it? Like, is that the, you know, I, I don't think so. I think he'll play again, but I, I do think the the more we hear about this and the more we see him talk about it, the more obvious it becomes that the 2019 Masters was kind of the final apex. And that's fine. Like, that was a tremendous final, like, last hurrah. I think yeah, that was we like... we had to get, like, the Zozo, like, that next little blip in there. That, yeah, that was crazy. But, like, just the fact that it, it, it started at the Masters and ended at the... Ma- I, I think ended at the Masters is is cool symmetry. But do you, do you really... I mean, think about how crazy this is when when he wanted zozo he was no brainer definitely gonna break sneed's record it was mm-hmm. just a matter of if he was gonna catch jack right <laughs> right is he gonna is he gonna catch jack that was the, and now all of a sudden it's he is he gonna play how many more tournaments is he gonna play i don't know if he's gonna play enough majors to catch jack let alone win them so it, it changes so quickly with Tiger. If we get a tournament of health and he shows us form, we're all right back on the bandwagon, which is probably why. Yeah, we love th- and that's so fair. That's fair. But I just I think the like the words you heard from Rory in was it Abu Dhabi, where he was like, yeah, he's walking the day after, and he's you know seems like I'd be surprised if he wasn't at the Masters. And then what I saw and heard from Tiger today. That it didn't that don't match up, does it? No, no, it doesn't, and it doesn't feel. It, it feels like it's the end. It really does. It, it doesn't feel like we're gonna have much more in the tank for him. So I, I don't know. It's very strange. If he's healthy, do you guys think he um, makes the or gets selected to the Ryder Cup team? If he's healthy, no, I hope not. Fully healthy. I hope not. No, I do. The, no. the Ryder Cup team's so stacked. <laughs> like I'd rather guy, have, you I'd have rather to leave have, someone off that team. Yeah. I mean, like, even when he's been healthy, fair. do you want to do you want to hear the Ryder Cup stat? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's for okay. sure. Every time we bring this up, I want to hear it. It's yeah. absolutely stacked. Here, here are the current, uh, the current six. So it's six, and then and then uh, uh, captain's picks: Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. That's locked that's, and loaded. That's here, filthy. So, here are the next six. What, can next I guess? Six. Can I guess like Berger, Reed? Uh, yes, yes. Help me out here, Greg. I'm missing a I just big one. The, I just took Fee now. Is that the big one? No. <laughs> Guy who's like got like three top five. English. Actually, Web. Uh, Webb's in there. English is 12. There's one guy you're missing, and he's broke. He's shot two course records in the last three weeks. Can't lay. Jeez. Can't lay. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's your 12. If they lose at Whistling Straits, that's an abomination. That's, a, um, that's a, the dream team. And who are you going to kick off that team to get Tiger on this team? Patrick Reed. Reed. <laughs> well, that would be the obvious one, I guess. I mean, I guess you could dump Harris English and no one would care, but Harris English is very good at golf. Yeah, it just yeah. won't be like a Twitter storm. What about Jordan? Gotta, is this Jordan? You got to get, get English out of there for speed. And then I think that's your team. Tiger's 23rd right now, by the way. He's behind Kevin Streelman. <laughs> 
in case you were wondering. <laughs> who, who else? Is, who's just below? Can you scroll down, Jacob? We're, we're watching this on YouTube. So we got Matthew Wolf, Kevin Kisner, Gary Woodland, Ryan Palmer. Yeah, the only thing I would do is just sub in Spieth for for Harry E. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that, you can't get so you can't get Spieth. Cut. You can't get Spieth and Tiger on this. Ooh, Scheffler would be fun. Scheffler's <sighs> one. So you're saying no room for Tiger. Wait till Kokrak wins the PGA and he's a lock. Uh, wait, <laughs> oh, that'll be something. I I just don't. I'm know. just saying. Know what Strix the... and Tiger. Strix is his good buddy. Is, yeah, he can be like a like a play, not a playing. He can be like a coach coaching assistant. Vice captain. The vice, yeah, would vice rather, captain. Would you rather have Maverick McNeely or Tiger? I mean, ti- Tiger. Tiger obviously, would. that's too much. No. <laughs> We're assuming he's healthy. Assuming healthy. <laughs> He was so bad in Paris. So but he was bad. so good in Melbourne. I know. That's a great point. He was that's the best player on the property. Yeah. That him yeah, that's a good call. Besides let's get Will Zal Torres on this team. But a, a yeah. lot has happened since then. A lot has happened since then. Um I don't I don't know where we've gone with this, but the tiger the tiger well, I guess we'll see. He has made a career of proving us wrong. He's made a career of doing things he shouldn't be shouldn't be able to do. I hope he's got one more in the tank and he can prove us all wrong and and come back and look great by the time we get to the first full week in April. Um, does does Tiger play the Masters, Rick? Yes no. or no? No. Greg? Yes. Kyle. <sighs> I think he, f- I, uh, I'll say no. I mean, think about last year. Like he, he played Riviera and then he didn't play players. He didn't play Bay Hill. Like, and that wasn't he had a stiff even neck. as, as I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't even as big a deal as this. So I'll, I'll say no, but I, I could, I, I understand why you would say yes. Like I, I could see that happening also. You, you force the issue a little bit more for that tournament. Sorry, the- that's okay. It's all good. The the I, the one thing I do not get fired for talking more about is Tiger Woods. So no worries there. Uh, <laughs> there is a newish event uh, next week. So the WGC Mexico is now going to be in Bradenton, Florida. It is now going to be known as the World Golf Championship Workday Championship at the Concession, uh, which is terrible and it'll be held at the concession which is in bradenton florida greg it is a jack nicholas design it is named after the famous concession of the two foot putt between him and tony jackie jacklin somebody tony jacklin. Jacklin. So, thank you my brain malfunction tony jacklin two foot putt 1969 Ryder cup um everybody's here 72 of the top players in the world everybody in the top 10 no cut ready to rock and roll um, so Tony Jacklin and Jack Nicholas co they co-designed it. We're actually tomorrow on course record. Tony Jacklin's going to uh, join the show. So it, it'll what be, cool. you may, yeah, you may get uh tomorrow at seven, you may get a little bit of insight into the golf course, but apparently from what I hear about the golf courses, it's um, somewhat generous off the tee. It's not like some of these other Florida courses where it's extremely penal just off the fairways. And it's more of a second shot golf course. And the greens are quite complex. Um, I did hear that there's somewhat of a balance between left to right holes and, and right to left holes, which, you know, Jacqueline had an influence on because it, because Jack likes him to move to the right. That's, mm. that's what he likes. So it'll be very interesting to see. I, 
I, I have a hard time leaning one way or another. So I got to go with with some recent. I think DJ is going to be the guy to beat again. I know that's brave. Another yet another brave take, but Bert. he's the guy that I'm looking at. <laughs> they should just stay at Riviera and play there again. <laughs> uh, that was actually way more course knowledge than I thought you were going to have, Greg. You are uh, well studied, my friend. Thank I'm you. I'm trying for- to get ahead of things for helping us with that. Um, Jordan Spieth back in. No, he's not in next week, right? KP, he's, he's not playing. He's not. Uh, is he he not? wasn't last I checked. I, I didn't. I haven't checked since this tournament ended. I don't know what he, what he comes. I think the only guy that got in was was Homa, right? That was the only spot I thought. I think you're right. I'd have to look into this, but everybody is here. KP, this starts it, and now an extended Florida swing. So like guys like Daniel Berger, who took off last week, they get to go home. Tee it up four straight weeks. He's probably not going to play all four, but um, Spieth is not in the field, says producer Jacob. Huh. Right? Because what's his world ranking now? I love the uh, I love the sort of dividing line between West Coast and Florida. Like we're like we're very much done with West Coast onto Florida, and West Coast was sick. I mean, yes. I just saw this tw- this tweet by Ryan Labner, which I. I think I'm going to write something along these lines tomorrow. We had the <laughs> the Patty Reed at Tory. We had Brooks's back, so is Spieth. Um, Berger as a major threat now, and then Homa winning Riviera. And I'm skipping all the Hawaii's. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, you know, lighting up Hawaii. Like there was, there was a. It was awesome. Like, and maybe it's always like this, and I just forget and you know do that whole mm-hmm. thing, but. Uh, I, I was I, I thought the West Coast swing was a ton of fun and you know hopefully Florida will be the same before Augusta. No, you're you're not like imagining this. Like sixty percent of golf tournaments are pretty boring down the stretch. We've had a run where they've been phenomenal. Like James Hahn meltdown, Nate Lashley meltdown, the Reed situation, the burger. We got this. Like it's no, it's it's really good right now. Yeah. It's really really good. Um, w- one and done stuff. Hold on, let's do the super contest update real quick. So Coach no, won the. It's not. Yeah, coach. Coach won the week. Kyle, you actually made you made money this week. You made sixteen bucks on your one hundred, so that's a sixteen percent ROI. Are we all had that Adam Scott over Hideki Matsuyama matchup, which was good. But I'm trying to look for any other notables here. I got. Uh, uh, how about this? I got Rom over DJ at the very, very, very. Uh, end. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I had a uh, I had a DJ over Rom and McElroy, which I thought was just so like such an easy one and it just it should have i saw rob going nuts i said there's still no way dj (laughs) there's still no way oh oh no oh no and um go go ahead well no you finish i was gonna say there are a couple these things always have a way of coming down to the the nail biter cam smith's the australian i i had him as top australian and i'm He's doing great. Oh, he's definitely Adam Scott's nowhere near. He's definitely good. And all of a sudden, Matt Jones is popping up, making all (laughs) kinds and saying, what is going on here? And then Matt Jones made a a triple on 12. But so, so, so many sweats. I actually think, Kyle, I think you did better than producer Jacob is giving you credit here for. I have you. Did Xander finish in the top 20? I didn't yeah, he did. Okay, so you have Xander in the top twenty, which he you got. Adam Scott over Hideki, which you got. John Rom over Dustin Johnson, with you got what you got. And your best bet was oh, sorry, 
producer Jacob, my sincerest apologies. I thought it was Tony Finau over Victor Hovland. It was Victor Hovland over Tony Finau, but Hovland played great, dude. He's going to win next week. That's that's it's such a it's such a dagger for him to finish T five and then yeah. Finau, you know, closes with the sixty four. But yeah, it it was. I, I'm in on making fewer bets. I think that's the way to go. Cause I'm not fall. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not on everybody. I'm not trying to follow everyone. There's just like three guys that I follow. When, when you have 12 bets, you're rooting for everyone and against everyone. Yeah. It it's not, like it's not even fun. Up. Yeah. Yeah. One and done. Oh mama. We had some movement in the one and done. So first of all, uh, coach, is up to 1.7 million because he got 151,000 from Jordan Spieth. Producer Jacob is up to 2.3 million. He got kind of a measly 40 grand from Adam Scott. KP, you and I now in kind of the mid $3 million range, thanks to Victor Hovland, we are making yes. moves. What do, you, what do you think about this? Go into a course that nobody knows next week. The inexperienced guys, is that is that a thing or is DJ just going to like run rough shot again? Didn't... Uh... Don't they play concession like for college event? I think Hovland's played concession. Probably has. DeChambeau won the 2015 amateur here. Uh, I thought that was at uh, I thought that was at Olympia Field. I think the USA. If it is, I have a lot of stuff to rewrite and re-record. If he, <laughs> I'm, I'm really it, hoping. That's not. I think it was because they had that I'm, they had that statue of his like weird looking face at oh, Olympia sh- Fields when they went on. to the. When they had the BMW there last year. So what did Bryson Sorry, win right. at? Oh. He might have won an NCAA at concession. I bet he won NCAAs there because he won the NCAAs in 15 oh, okay. also. Sorry. Yes. It was the NCAA. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that, so that, it's that, not that final was wrong, at the yeah. concession. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was skinny Bryson. Very really skinny, skinny Bryson. Bryson. Very skinny Bryson. So is that even the same? Does that mean anything or is that just completely irrelevant now? No, it's like he's never played it before. Yeah. Um, Mark is no where, longer where in the is lead. Mark? I don't know. He's, he's no longer in the lead. So he's, he's avoiding, he's <laughs> avoiding this spot. 4.3 million. Cause he got 40,000 from Adam Scott and it is Greg do charm who has taken the lead 4.7 million because he got a cool million dollars from hunky Tony Finau. Congrats, Greg. I'm not even, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know what to do with that applause. Am I happy? <laughs> Am I I mean, I do feel I feel back at home on top of the leaderboard here, but I I'm still a little I'm disappointed. In yourself or Tony? In Tony, <laughs> I thought you know you just a couple of weeks ago, Kyle. I think it was at what Farmers when you played you played Finau and got yeah. what well, what would you get a T two out of him? It was like that's <laughs> the best. You could, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, that's I, that's the ceiling. I think that's like the seat. That's as almost as good as you can do. So and you I got a solo. Maybe... No, you got a solo. You got a solo. Yeah, I know. So it's great, right? So you make a million, a, a cool mill, which is great. But it's so, it's so disappointing. Maybe that is the feeling. You see, you saw that ball against the tree on ten, and you were already counting the. You were counting the one and done money. Counting it up. It's over. I Everybody it was. was. It was over. It was over. Yeah. It was. It was even before that. Even before that, when he made when he made the putt on sixteen, I started counting. I had a lot to count, so I was still counting when he got when the ball was behind the tree. (laughs) Greg, Greg, (laughs) 
you know it wasn't your actual money, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, have you ever have you ever been in a in a in a in a tournament or an event like that where you just do something insane like miss a 40 inch putt and then you have to go play the next hole or go to a playoff like have you ever have you ever had an experience like that and and if so like how like how do you like mentally like what's going on things start going fast so i've never in an event that's nearly as big as this like never in a stroke play event it's happened in matches you've never done it as invitational (laughs) thank you i know that's surprising That are you sure? Really think hard about it. Yeah, it was a slightly smaller scale. <laughs> the reason I get I get confused because there's no fans at either. So both events have no fans. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's only happened in individual matches. But when this kind of thing happens, when somebody does something unexpected, whether it's in your favor or against you, either way, it it things start to move move fast. Like I would imagine that's it's hard for Fina when uh, when Homa misses that putt. It's it's a little bit surprising, and it you you aren't necessarily prepared for it. But again, I talked about this when Coach was on. You have to be prepared for. It. You have to expect every you you always have to be ready for the least optimal situation to happen. So when Homa hits it in there close, you can't say this is over. You have to be ready to go. What am I going to do on 10? Where's the playoff hole? Am I ready to go just in case? And it's easy to say, oh, okay, well, he beat me. And then when when he hits it behind a tree, you have to say, okay, well, he's going to get that up and he might hole it, right? I, I have to make three. I have to make three here no matter what because he's at least going to make four. So it, things start moving really fast and it's difficult especially on a stage like this, you can, uh, I can tell you from experience, it's very, very hard to, to settle <laughs> back down. We're messing with you, but that's really good perspective. Cause that's not a, you know, that's not a perspective that I have. So it's, I think that's helpful. Um, here's, here's what we'll head out on gentlemen. Justin Ray just tweeted since the start of last season, players to lead by one or two strokes entering the final round have won X out of 23 times. What do you think that number is? So they lead by one or two? One or two shot lead. It's been tw- 23 times since the start of last season someone has entered the final round by up, up either one or two strokes. How many times out of 23 have they won? Nine. I was going to say eight. Eight. Four. Wow. They disintegrate 17% of the time. These guys, it, they it, those two strokes or one stroke, it disappears in an instant. It's unbelievable stuff. That's crazy. That is crazy. Riviera week, gentlemen. Anything else before I uh, talk us out of here? Yeah, Rick. The uh, you got to talk about the the DraftKings. Oh, did you? Did he win? I yeah, did. So I was the only one with a six of six. Uh, Sia Najad was holding the lead for the vast majority of the week, but had a missed cut. I think Luke List was his missed cut. So there are one hundred and eight new dollars uh, in my pocket because it is winner take all. And I thank you all for your service. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is Greg's, all. You, can, you can count Greg's money now. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. We're done. That'll do it for this episode of the first cut producer Jacob. Thank you very much. That's Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the real GFD. That's Kyle Porter, who you can find at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.
from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.